All right, all right, all right. Welcome in. This is Toilets to Titles. This is episode number 136. This evening, I'm going to be breaking down my latest articles on toiletstotitles.com. I discussed my all dudes team, which is guys that I think are values, my all duds teams, guys that are disvalues. It feels very weird saying disvalue. I had to look, I had to Google like, what's the opposite of value? And it's just disvalue. And it still just doesn't feel right, but I'm just going to roll with it. So the duds are, are the guys that are are disvalue. And this evening, it's a man's face who we didn't see too much this offseason because he was grinding. And he came out of the bullpen, and he's ready to close out the offseason with me and then head right into the regular season. That's my main man, Justin Stevens, at JustinFF underscore Justin. What's cooking? Hey, it's good to be back in the saddle again, my man. Feels good to be back on the show with you. And uh, uh, feels good to be back to be able to help you know we've got an awesome team we've got like 18 guys that are are putting in work and uh and i was sitting from the sidelines watching most of the time and um now uh now i'm back to doing uh off-season breakdowns i think i've got the uh the chiefs on uh the tuesday after we get back from canton and i believe another one on that very next day on wednesday uh george and nino have been really carrying the weight on those and and lining up guests for me so um, yeah, like, uh, this is, uh, this is awesome. It's going to be fun. And this is a fun show too. Like, cause there you're going to get like analysis about players, but also kind of about ADP and like, it's, it's like so much of fantasy football typically is like opinionated. Like I love this guy or I hate this guy or whatever, right. but ADP doesn't lie. You know, right. like that's, that's definite. That's set, dead set. So what our opinions are, are whether or not we think it's a good value, you know? I, Man, I it's love it. it's funny. Favorite. It's Wonderful. funny because uh, we're we're talking about growth, right? And you're talking about like I was like, hey, you know, it's important that you pull up ADP because you know some of the guys looked at my lists. Some of the guys from Toilets to Titles looked at the list and they're like, oh, this guy's not a dud, but it's it's in context. You need ADP, and he's like, where did you get the ADP? Justin asked me. I said it's on our site. <laughs> Go to toiletstotitles.com. <laughs> That's how much we've grown in the offseason, man. So if you are looking for uh, – I think Campy put it up there. He took it from Sleeper. So it's ADP, Superflex, one quarterback, all that good stuff. So if you want those tools, check out toiletstotitles.com. Sean Robinson's grinding. He's writing articles. He's doing his 32 for 32 uh, the latest articles up there, we got Chuck's top five NFL offenses, my dudes and duds articles. Uh, Shep Stradamus came back. He, he's looking into his crystal ball. He's uh, He talked about, you know, regular season win totals. He's going the next article up, his AFC stuff. And so you, you definitely want to check out toiletstotitles.com. And speaking of growth, um, I noticed a big a big step for Toilets to Titles. I, I was listening to – I love listening to the other shows, you know, because um, usually for me – it's it's Disney podcast, Universal podcast. That might that might sound silly, but that takes me away when I'm working. You know, I like to put, do my invoices and stuff like that. But I also listen to you guys. And uh, Justin hosted the roundtable this weekend, Sunday night. So every Sunday we got new content. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. You hit the bell. You like. You comment. We got all sorts of stuff. But every Sunday we do the roundtable. And uh, George was on it. And a big piece of progress that I noticed, George and Jason. We know them for their mouths. Like they, these guys, we've always been like, uh, we don't curse. You know, we try to keep it clean. We try to keep it PG-13. And I was listening to the episode. And you know what? I wish I had this queued up. I wish I knew exactly what he said. I forget what he said. He said like, shoot or dang or something. He said pissed. And he apologized to Justin. and Because Justin tells these guys, you know, I guess the way it works with YouTube you know, you can curse twice. After that, you know, I guess it becomes a mature rating and, and whatnot. It affects the algorithm. Right. So, George, man, that's progress, no? Yeah, and, and the funny part about that is that I'm the one that's usually trying to always drop the hints and, and the, the little subtle reminders, especially if I'm watching live and I hear the guys say it once, I'll chime into the chat and everything. But the last two times that we've hit or went over our limit was totally my fault. So, <laughs> uh, well, uh, but I, but I'm better now. I'm, I'm starting to cope. I'm starting to deal with it. My stress in my life is dying down so I can stop 
taking it all out on Deshaun Watson, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, because it ain't healthy. It ain't healthy. There's karma. The good Lord will take care of what the good Lord's got to take care of. Whatever you think the good Lord is, you know, whatever. We're not, we're not going to go down that road. All right. Anyway, we're we're fired up, man. Make sure, you're, again, I've already said this, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got so much going on. We got so much content. Check us out on Twitter, at Toilets to Titles. Our pinned tweet is actually a graphic that's going to show you all of the live shows we're going to have. It's our show schedule for in season. We've been working on this for weeks. We're queued up, ready to go. We got DFS, IDP, Devi, De- Dynasty, Redraft. Everything is, and it's not just me and Justin every night. Like you're not going to hear us. We don't just change hats. Even though Justin changed three hats this evening before we went on air behind the scenes, uh, we don't just we don't just change hats. And, and no, it's not the way it goes. Carolina Chris doesn't come on. He's not talking about that now. The way it works is we got different guys who specialize in this stuff, and they're going to talk to you, and they're going to help you in your fantasy football season. So we greatly appreciate if you support the show. Another way you can support the show is check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash toilets to titles. We have five tiers. Tier one is less than a happy meal a month, less than a cup of coffee. It's $3 to get you into the Discord chat. In the Discord chat, all the members are in there, all the toilets to titles members. We're talking fantasy football, nonstop. And, and this is the time where it's really useful because you're getting ready for your redraft leagues and all that stuff. Even keepers, you got to make those keeper decisions. $5 and up. Uh, when you when you get $5, you're in the chat, and then you also get access to the waiver wire episodes that we're going to release directly on the Patreon app. So it goes right to you. And we send that episode out Monday night, immediately after Monday night football. And then the rest of the tiers, Frankenstein, free Frankenstein, $20. We'll do, we'll break down a fantasy football league you play in. So we got all sorts of stuff. I'm not going to pitch it anymore. If you want to support the show, go check out our Patreon and see which level works for you. So Justin, we are heading to Canton. This is year three, year three of Toilets to Titles. We've come a long way. And this is year two of Toilets to Titles heading to Canton. So uh, what are you most excited for about going to Canton this year? Well, I mean, the obvious one, obviously, is seeing all the guys and and we're going to meet some new people um, this weekend and uh, um, a special guest that I'm bringing along with me that I don't want to talk about because he's an avid um, watcher. So um, I know I know some people that are going to be going that are going to have a great time on multiple levels, not just a football level. But I'm not going to lie to you, coach, like I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this uh, this flag football tournament and not at the level of like playing and all that, like right. like some of you guys on our team, but um, like, you know, you, <laughs> but, uh, but just, just that, just, you know, just to get that, that feeling of being around that team again and, and, you know, being out on a field and, and rooting for your guys and, and watching you guys play. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uncle Steve and uh, that special guest will be on the sidelines rooting you guys on as well so uh emmett um, will be there my son emmett will be there man it'll it'll be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah emmett and i might have to stand on the sidelines and throw a football around a little bit to keep you warm just in case just in case yeah yeah <laughs> definitely and he will man he's been he's been he's been playing catch with me a lot and joe knows will be there i'm excited because i'm sad you know rich ain't gonna be there it won't be the same this year without him uh, i was hoping nate was gonna make it out there because he's one of the original members so there's still things in the future that we need to cross off, but I am excited that there are some new guys coming out there. It will be cool to see Alex for the first time, Joe for the first time. You know, what I'm most looking forward to is I don't drink. So the way like I sit down and I like to eat. So I've already been mapping out like the food and stuff. I can't wait to sit down with the guys, eat some good food. And then we go live uh, from Canton Friday night, I believe 9.30 p.m., and we're going to do a live show like we did last year. And this year, we're not going to be playing Mario Kart, but we are going to bring the Switch. My son's already told me we're going to be playing some games in the background. But we're going to go live, and we're going to kick off the Frankenstein draft. We have two guys that are going to be there that both pick first. We got Alex and we got Jesse. So Jesse's going to kick off the Creature from the Staff bathroom uh, draft. And it's pretty funny because I was working with Jesse today. I forgot that he picked one and I picked two. And I've been watching George Pickens, and I gamble a little bit. And Chef Stradamus, you know, he, he throws me a few cues here and there. And uh, I was like, you know what? I like the odds for George Pickens. I put 35 bucks down on George Pickens this morning. I could win 612 bucks. <laughs> Dang, no America. We'll still play. And maybe we'll stream it. It's just not going to be uh, – if you're listening at home, 
Lori came in here, our producer, and she she dropped in and she was concerned about Mario Kart. And we'll, we, we might still play, but it just won't be for draft position. But uh, so I was talking to Jesse about it. It was 612 to bet 35. And I like the odds. So I, I talked him up to my man, Jesse. And then an hour later, I was like, hey, man, because we've been talking about cards, Frankenstein cards. And I'm going to get into that shortly because uh, it seems a lot of guys are interested in the cards and they might go earlier than, than I expect. So I go to Jesse. I go, hey. Uh, who are you taking with that first pick? Because I pick second, you know, and, and if he knows, maybe he'll tell me. And he goes, oh, probably that wide receiver you were talking about. <laughs> I was like, oh, sh-. you know, like, like I was, there I go running my mouth, you know, because, you know, there's, there's guys, you know, I think the, the great thing is about the offseason is it, it seemed depleted, rookie depleted early on. And now it seems like Nate, like, you know, Brees Hall, I'm a little worried now that Becton got hurt, but I think he'll still be okay. I think he's guaranteed touches. You know, Traylon Burks, uh, Tyler Algier, um, Damian Pierce. So there's more guys now that are, that I'm pretty comfortable with. But I, I do like the upside of Pickens. You know, Sky Moore's been getting a lot of action. Romeo Dobbs has been getting – I heard you talk about him uh, Sunday night. And uh, Aaron Rodgers has some good things to say about him. So I'm actually feeling pretty confident about Romeo Dobbs. So there are some players that I'm interested in, but there's really no guarantee – so maybe it would have been pickings for me if, if I didn't talk them up to Jesse. But anyway, Justin, so, why don't you explain the cards and, and tell me which cards you, you you like the most? Well, I was actually trying to pull them up right now as we were talking, but um, but I also have another theory that Jesse needs to consider. Like, okay, there is tell a him. chance that maybe you were talking up your your guy, but not really talking up your guy. Like maybe you're actually going after uh, like Brees Hall or something like that. And you were just trying to throw him off. Yeah, that's, that's definitely possible <laughs> because earlier in the off season, I was like, Brees Hall is the only guarantee. He's the only rookie I would guarantee like at one Oh one. So I, well, you know, maybe, maybe it'll work to my benefit. Maybe it'll make Brees Hall fall into my lap. All right. So as far as the cards go, um, they are on the, uh, the Frankenstein, um, uh, for the for the listeners that are actually in the league, they are on the main homepage, um, and you can you can find them in the messages. But uh, I think I think you already know what my favorite one is, right? I, I absolutely love the idea. I don't know if I'm going to love it so much after we get rolling, but I love the idea of this leprechaun card. Um, It'll be fun for us because yeah. so and, so I'm going to just give a little more detail. So so the the cards. So our Frankenstein Listener League is going into year three, and we've expanded from one 14-team division to three 12-team divisions, but five 12-team divisions. We got listeners. We got friends of the show. Crazy. Scoring's crazy. We want you to play in it next year. So if you want in, we do giveaways. We do all sorts of stuff, and then the Patreon as well gets you in. We got three new divisions next year, 36 openings. So make sure you get in there. The cards was something we thought of this offseason, and I think it was a way. I think Justin or somebody was trying to calm me down from some of my ideas and the, by, by throwing this out there, and it actually expanded on, on my ideas. So these are draftable. These these cards, you can draft one, and you can play them once per season. All right? And uh, they each have a time frame when you can play them. They each have different abilities. So the Leprechaun is what Justin's talking about. They're all monster themed. All right, so Justin, why don't you describe the Leprechaun card? So the Leprechaun card is a card that you have to play before our Tuesday night show. And I'll make sure I have the wheel prepped and ready to go every Tuesday in case anybody decides that they want to play it. But I think there is like a time deadline on those. But uh, every card, well, every card has some sort of a deadline. But the Leprechaun card in particular, you have to play it um, like on Tuesday before the Tuesday night show. So it'll be after Monday night football or before Tuesday night show. And that the Leprechaun card, because the Leprechaun technically is a monster because of the the movie series, The Leprechaun. And um, the Leprechaun's all about luck. But if you watch The Leprechaun, and he would sometimes flip a coin to decide your fate, it's kind of 50-50, right? So we have 20 different possible rewards or punishments, 10 of each, that will be on a wheel. The For those of you that ever watched the Sunday or the, yeah, the Fun Day Draft Show, we have like a wheel of consequences. We're going to use a, a wheel where we just spin <clears throat> the the wheel to determine what your fate's going to be. It might be good luck. It might be bad. But if it's good, it could be really good. But if it's bad, it could be really bad. And uh, just some of them real quick, like your opponent loses 50 points for this week's upcoming games. So like if John and I are playing this week and I spin the wheel and I get this, John automatically is going to lose 50 points going into our game. So he already knows up front that 
that he's he's battling an uphill battle. Um, there's uh, add a hundred points to your your season total. So like the in the standings, we're just gonna we're just gonna straight up edit and add a hundred points to your your total, which is huge because um, like a good number of these playoff spots are based off of points for rather than win loss record. Um, let's see. There's, there's one here that says you get to set three starters of your opponent's lineup this week. Um, no more than one player per position. So like you could go like quarterback, running back, wide receiver, you get to choose who you're starting in their starting lineup, uh, one at each of those positions. Um, and you must set them on Thursday. So before the Thursday night games, obviously, um, and then it says the opponent uh, gets to gets to, to work the or that that allows the opponent to work the waivers and free agents and everything leading up to you setting those three players. So you have to set them between noon and kickoff of the Thursday night game. But yeah, there's just a bunch of different random stuff on here, and and guys like George and and there there were a couple more that actually sounded like they were pretty interested in it, like they really want the wheel. Um, so me drafting from the 109, as much as I love that card, I know what my looks like, so I'm not going to like draft it by any means, but I cannot wait to use it on the show. Man, it's got to be fun. It's going to be very fun. And uh, so you can draft. We made, we changed some rules. We called some audibles. So the first two rounds are rookie only. The third round is veteran non-quarterback only. There's a third round reversal. Fourth round is quarterback only. And then after that, it opens up. So rookies only first two rounds. We we decided this year cards can be drafted in any round. They are the only thing that prior to the fifth round can be drafted in any round. And it's going to be very interesting this year. People are kind of like, oh, you know, everyone's going to go cards in the first two rounds. You know, it's going to affect the draft and blah, blah, blah. There's not enough good rookies. And I'm like, that is fine because it's going to be a year-to-year thing. Next year, the rookie class is going to be phenomenal. And people are going to go into the draft thinking cards are going to be jumping out the gate, and they're not. Like, that's the chaos. That's okay. Right. Like, I'm, I'm right. okay with the chaos. And there's also vampire style this league. So the fact that, you know, you can affect your opponent, have him lose, be down 50 points, that's going to affect his playoff seating, his or her playoff seating. And it's also going to affect – It might you might get a player out of it. One of the cards I really like is Pennywise. Pennywise the Clown. This one, a player on your roster can become any player at that position you play this card for. So if you play it at wide receiver, can become any player that's not in your opponent's roster. So if your opponent doesn't have Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup, you can slot Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson in for one week. I think that's absolutely phenomenal. And then you could do that and, and steal a player after the win. Like that's the big thing. It's getting you the win. What I also like, and Alex likes this one, it's the Ghostbuster card. You get to block your opponent from using their monster card. So after they play it, you play the Ghostbuster. This one's going to be a mind bender because I feel like people are going to roster the Ghostbuster card and it's almost people are going to be afraid to play their cards against you because you have the opportunity to block it. So I think those are the two strongest in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. The the 101 um, on monster cards for me is the Ghostbuster card. Um, I also want to throw out there because we've had this question from a couple of the guys in the league on how they're going to know which cards to draft. So make sure you guys are going to the bylaws and just uh, scroll down on the rules. You, you just keep scrolling to the bottom where you can manually input rules. Um, uh, those of us that are commissioners have been on there, especially especially you, John. Um, and, uh, and Ben has, has done a lot of work on this, but we actually gave names to like look at me look at me player names uh oh i got it baby look at that all right look at that all right make believe player names and i'm gonna i i it's small on my screen so i'm still gonna go back and pull it up for for me to see but uh um but like the dracula card is actually called vlad dracula because vlad was the first original dracula that was his like his real name or whatever um so uh, so when you go to draft a player, you're going to see the name Vlad Dracula as a player, and you will draft that player. You just drafted the Dracula card. How cool is it that not only are the cards, but it's a monster-themed league, and there's going to be – like you're going to be able to scroll through the player names. You know, People might yep. be on MFL ADP in a few weeks, and they're going to see Vlad Dracula – Pennywise the clown. Who the hell are these clowns? We got we got the invisible man, Slimer Ghostbuster. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Very, <one> cool. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So yeah, you definitely want to check those out. 
But because there's so many divisions, because uh, Toilets to Titles has grown so much, we have individual division chats for each division. And we got a few moderators, essentially, from Toilets to Titles that are going to basically, any questions that pop up, instead of just 60 people talking in one chat, we're going to break it down to multiple chats and make sure that things kind of get, because the first, last year was tough, because it was really just me, Justin, you know, Ben was helping us out, and there was a lot of chaos, and we wanted to create the chaos, but now, now we, I think we're, we're better suited to adapt and adjust to the chaos and keep it controlled. Yep, absolutely. All right, you want to start talking about dudes and duds, or what? I do. Like I said, this is one of my favorite shows of the season. I've, I've been looking forward to this. I, I love I love hearing your dudes and duds. Really? All right. So if you if you listen yeah. to the show in season, uh, he's gassing me up over here. My head's swelling up. Uh, in, in season, it doesn't every, take <laughs> every every Tuesday night, I do my dudes and duds. It's my starts and sits. Okay. And um, in the off season, I come up with my my prediction. At the end of the year, I give out awards. The guys who are the dudes, the guys who are the duds. Uh, it's not a good award to be a dud, but it is what it is. So preseason, I make my predictions. All right, so I'm going based off of ADP, where I see the value. There's a few guys that I think are extreme values, all right? And I'm starting with, with the quarterback. I got Lamar Jackson. So this is all dudes. All right, I got Lamar Jackson as my QB1 dude value. His super flex ADP is fifth overall, which usually you're going to see quarterbacks go. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, for instance, is going fourth overall. But his redraft ADP is 50. All right. And, and for instance, that's 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 20 after Patrick Mahomes. So we're, we're going to talk about let's look. Let's look at uh, let's look at redraft Superflex ADP, which I have pulled up on toilets to titles.com. And I'm going to talk about some guys that uh, some other quarterbacks that went above him. Let's see here. So we got Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. All right. Those are guys that went before him. I just think Lamar Jackson. He is coming on to a, a contract year. He hasn't been paid yet. These are usually the years that guys like him, guys that are trying to secure the bag, break out. He had some injuries last year. Things didn't go too well. You know, I'm a little concerned with Tyler, Tyler Linderbaum going down. But, you know, I still think their offensive line is going to be okay. I think Rashad Bateman's going to be good. Dobbins came back. Tyler Beatty, I think, is actually going to help that offense. Uh, he's a receiving threat. And if if there's you know any issues with J.K. Dobbins, he should be able to pick it up. But at redraft ADP of 50, I mean, the quarterbacks who are taken above him, let's see, Justin Herbert's at 34. So that's 16 spots behind Justin Herbert, 16 spots. Guys like Brees Hall, uh, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins, these are all guys that were taken above him. And, and even Amari Cooper is one spot after him. So if I'm trying to go for a quarterback, I think this dude's going to finish probably top three quarterbacks this season in scoring. Justin, what do you think about Lamar Jackson being a dude? So I've uh, I, I've been saying all offseason, I think he's going to have a breakout, um, not a breakout, a bounce back, a huge bounce back season from last season. Running backs breed more running from a rushing quarterback. We see it time in and time out and when that running back core got completely depleted before the season even started it's that kind of sealed the the fate of Lamar right out the gate and then all of the the secondary guys for the Ravens going down so early as well people don't realize how important that is to a mobile quarterback to be able to have that time of possession uh, for his team to continue to rack up those fantasy points and and teams were able to score a lot faster on the Ravens last season than they, they ever have been. Uh, I mean, traditionally speaking, the Ravens have a great defense. So um, to, to not be able to turn around and get right back on the field with your offense really hurts your fantasy points. So I agree with that completely. I will say I'm a little bummed about the ADP because in my, uh, my, my main redraft, I'm 12th and I never take a quarterback in the first four rounds. I won't do it. I don't care if, uh, um, because it's a one quarterback league. I don't care if Josh Allen's there in the fourth, I'm not doing it. Um, but I know that Lamar will be gone before it gets back to me in that six on that six, seven turn or whatever. Um, so, uh, or wait, yeah, seven, eight, five, six, whatever. Yeah. So I'm not, uh, so I'm not, I'm not really focusing too much on him, but if he does drop, I'm absolutely going to take him because I know he's going to blow up. Man. So my next two are running backs. I got to Barkley 
who I am trying. So all of these guys, I'm trying to have as many rosters as possible. But on this all dudes list, there's only one other player I'm higher on this offseason. Saquon Barkley, his redraft ADP is 22 overall. I, I feel like that's stealing. I mean, after him, Javante Williams and Leonard Fournette are only three picks away from him. I'm like, you know, imagine missing out on Barkley. And, you know, I like Javante Williams, but I definitely think there's going to be a split there. I don't think the ceiling – I just think the ceiling is so much higher with Saquon Barkley than it is with the Javante Williams and a Leonard Fournette. And then another back I have, his ADP is 23. It's Aaron Jones. You know, I know Aaron Jones has A.J. Dillon over there, but they're going to run the wheels off Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You know, I talked about Romeo Dobbs earlier. Christian Watson's probably coming back. He should be healthy soon. Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon. You know, they have, you know, none of those guys scream elite performance wide receivers. They're going to get the job done because Aaron Rodgers is an elite performing quarterback. But I definitely think they're going to run the wheels off this cat. And that's an RB1. Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, they're RB1s, and you're taking them in the second round, close to the third round. In some leagues, their, their ADP right now is 22 and 23, but in some leagues, you're seeing them go a little later because, you know, someone might be reaching on a Kyle Pitts or an A.J. Brown or, you know, guys like that, but that might push those two back. But I, I'm ta- if I need an RB1, I'm taking one of those guys and feeling comfortable about it. So I said going in the last season that I thought Saquon was going to come back and I thought he was going to bounce back and have a huge season. And if you really watched his stats as as he was getting over his injuries and really starting to like, like I guess he was already over the injury, but kind of really getting back into that playing shape, that third, fourth, and fifth week, he was practically the Saquon of old. Like he was already coming back. And then a fluke injury where he just twisted his ankle by stepping on a teammate's uh, foot as he was looking off to the sideline after so heartbreaking to see it happen but he was back like he's he's going like if he he stays healthy which i know is a big if for most running backs that have been hurt as much as him but his injuries are not like those types of injuries like i'm not scared and like with my uh, on that uh where i get that 12th and 13th pick i can promise you he's not going to get by me he will be my my second round pick i don't care about ad like like adp be damned sort of thing right? right like Right. I don't care about the ADP. If you're in the 12th spot, you got to get your guy. Um, I mean, obviously, Aaron Jones, I think, is – I agree with that. I agree that he should be better than his 23. But um, but I, if I'm reaching on one of those, it's Saquon. Right. Well, the thing with Aaron Jones, you know, I'm not saying reach. But if he falls into your lap around right. 23, 24, right. 25, that's a home run. That's a no, home run. Barkley – yeah, yeah. yeah. But I no, I, I understand what you're saying. That that that's valuable in the context of this conversation. Right. I understand. You know, with Barkley, I would reach above the ADP. With right. Jones, if he falls in my lap, I am ecstatic. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm ecstatic, especially if I was able to get a guy like Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, and get like a true wide receiver one. You know, high end early in you know the first, and then I was able to get him. Like maybe you know, say I pick you know, two twelve and three one and I get him in one of those two picks, like heck yeah. I'm hey, feeling phenomenal. In league are watching this and I'm telling you right now that he just described my plan. Like <laughs> Yeah, right. Heck yeah. So and, and Barkley, Barkley's another guy looking for the bag, man. He's trying to get a contract. I think yep. they, they franchise, you know, no, he's a fifth year option. So he, after this year, the dude wants to get paid and not for nothing, they rebuilt that offensive line. You know, Daniel Jones still looks like junk. But the offensive line, I, I think they're going to be decent this year. And, and Daniel Jones looks like junk. So they're going to they're going to be ground game, ground game, dump offs. And if this is the last year they have Saquon Barkley, that's another reason this dude's going to get the wheels ran off of him. Run him down. Let him go. That's the way the NFL works, man. And I wouldn't be surprised if next year his ADP jumps all the way from 24 to top 12. You know, it's uh, yeah, he's still young. He's like 25 years old. Yeah. Excellent. All um, right. Go ahead. Oh, nope. I actually, I almost skipped ahead. My fault. My fault. You go ahead. You're good. You're good. All right. So I'm going to talk about uh, two wide receivers here. Uh, actually, let me talk about, let me, let me not, let me not put this one guy with the other two. I'm going to do one and then two. And the first one is Jalen Waddle. All right. So Jalen Waddle is a guy 
I have that's why that's why I froze up, dude. Honestly, we were just talking about Daniel Jones, right? And I was like, well, since we're talking about him, I'll go ahead right. and bring up this other guy. But then I was like, oh no, he wants to talk about this guy. Yeah, yeah. So Jalen Waddle is a guy I've been beating the drum for off all off season. I think he is going to outscore Tyreek Hill significantly. I think Tyreek Hill is going to only help Jalen Waddle. Defenses are going to try to bracket Tyreek Hill, and the way they're going to try to bracket. Jalen Waddle is because they're going to have the, the deep safety is going to be over the top of Tyree. They're going to have to try to, they're going to put a corner. They're going to put a linebacker inside of him or a strong safety. And no linebacker or strong safety is going to be able to run with Jalen Waddle across the middle of the field. He's making plays in camp. He's already linked up with Tua. I think he's a better wide receiver than Tyreek Hill. Like Tyreek Kill is a physical specimen. He is an absolute athlete. And he's one of the best athletes to play the wide receiver position you know, that I've watched like he usually athletes like remember Marquise Goodwin came out of University of Texas uh, track athlete like Olympics. It didn't translate. It translated a little bit. Terry kills that type of athlete and he's made it work. Like, you know, I remember he came into the NFL his rookie year. It was more punt return, kick return. And then boom, blew the top off. And then going into the next year, everyone was like, oh, he's a gimmick guy. There's no way he's actually going to transition to the position. This isn't going to be consistent. Boom, it was consistent. So don't get me wrong. Tyree Kill is a good wide receiver, elite athlete. I would maybe even say great wide receiver, elite athlete. I think Jalen Waddell is an elite athlete and an elite wide receiver. Like this dude runs routes on routes on routes. His yards after the catch, his run with the ball, I love it. Again, he's linked up with with uh, uh, with Tua, and I'm just everywhere. So right now his, his, his redraft ADP is 44 overall. There are guys, David Montgomery is going above him. I like David Montgomery. This is, you know, but but that dude's a guy I want as my RB2. Like, I'm waiting for this cat. Like, I, I'm I'm settling for David Montgomery because the floor is high. All right. We got Antonio Gibson going 40th overall, Brees Hall going 44th, Terry McLaurin, who I love Terry McLaurin, but we know Terry McLaurin's not a guy who's going to catch 120 balls. The dude's going to catch about 88 balls, 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns, which is good. He's another high-floor guy, but the ceiling's not there, okay? We got we got Josh Jacobs right there, Travis Etienne right there, all of those guys. Jalen Waddle's going to outscore significantly. So I, I think that's extreme value at 44 overall. What do you think? Well, I think the top eight wide receivers being drafted right now all deserve to be the top eight. Like I like I feel I feel very confident that all eight of them kind of deserve to be right there. Right now they've got Jalen Waddle ADP wise listed as the ninth guy. And to me, between Waddle to about probably wide receiver 14, Deontay Johnson, I think they're all really, really close. And I think in that whole group, that whole tier right there, honestly, Tyreek is the only guy that I would take over him. And I do think that they're going to be close. So, I mean, the whole idea here is value. And if that's the case, um, Waddle isn't high on a lot of people's list. So, uh, Uncle Steve, what are you calling me for, man? You I thought know, that was an ESPN alert. <laughs> no, it was Uncle Steve. You know we're recording right now. You should be watching this. He's probably calling uh-huh. in to, to talk about how he knows about my strategy now. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so if we're talking the whole the whole show is about value, I think I think you're getting it with him there because you're going to get your guy and there's a good chance that he's not on a lot of targets right now because Tyreek is there. Like especially in redraft, a lot of people are going to be targeting, you know, the guys they know. That's that's how a lot of redraft leagues are. Oh, Tyreek Hill's available. He's he's a top name wide receiver. I want him. And then that's going to just drop him down a little bit. So I think you will get value especially in redraft. The guys above him in redraft, Debo Samuel, he's going to outscore. Uh, Mike Evans, he's going to outscore. T. Higgins, he's going to outscore. C.D. Lamb, he's going to outscore. Like I, I think he's going to outscore all these guys. I, I've said it. I, I put it on the bathroom board. I believe that he is going to finish as a top five wide receiver in PPR this year. That That's where I'm planting my flag, right? Let's go on to the next two wide receivers, all right? I got Juju Smith-Schuster. I got Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Nino talked about him on Dynasty Diamonds. He drops those episodes here and there. You want to check them out. They're about little four-minute four episodes talking about how you're going to find a diamond in the rough. Nino does great work. Kadarius Tony. you talked about early in the offseason. Since then, the dude has been nothing but quiet off the field. We haven't heard nothing. And then on the field, he's showcasing that special ability. 
man, he had a performance against Dallas last year. I think he had like 12 receptions, 170 yards. I saw firsthand what he can do with the ball in his hand. And the great thing about this guy is it's, it's simple routes. He's going to get open vertical. He's going to get open on a post. He's going to get open on a bubble screen. It's nothing that's going to be too complicated for Daniel Jones to get him the ball. I think this guy, if he could stay healthy, if he could stay out of trouble, if I'm so his ADP right now is 116 in redraft. All right. So, I mean, that, that, that's what? That's, that's 10 rounds in. If I'm taking Kadarius Tony as my wide receiver three, which is where I'm trying to take him, you know, if I'm putting him in as a wide receiver three, he has wide receiver one upside. Like, if he's my flex in one league, I have uh, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, and Kadarius Tony's my four. If I have that dude as my flex, I am ecstatic. I am ecstatic. I think he's absolutely, I mean, Marquise Brown, his ADP is 60th. That's almost half the ADP of Kadarius Tony. I could, I think the upside is, is identical, identical. You know, I, I think in Marquise Brown, he got in trouble this offseason. Kadarius Tony didn't. You're waiting five rounds later. And you're, you're getting the same upside. And then Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy that, you know, I didn't draft at all this offseason until as of late. I kind of blanked on the guy because I was over the dancing shenanigans. And you know what? I shouldn't let that get, you know, cloud my judgment because he's a decent football player. He's better than – Oh, we, we cut in and cut out, but I think we're good. Uh, yeah. he's, 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 he's like, he's great after the catch and I'm seeing him link up with Patrick Mahomes. It looks like they're connecting and Patrick Mahomes needs somebody he can rely on. He's got Travis Kelsey. He needs another target. I think Sky Moore is going to get peppered in there. He's going to be all right, but I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be his other safety blanket. But besides Travis Kelsey, his ADP right now is 76. So slightly higher than Kadarius Tony. But I do think if the, he's your wide receiver three, I think he's going to have some monster weeks. So what do you think of those two, Justin? Um, of the two, I think just because of the value, I would probably want to target Kadarius more than anything. We just got through talking, which kind of trash talking um, Daniel Jones just a little bit. But um, he does tend to be a little bit more, um, I don't want to say accurate, because his completion percentage is about the same with or without uh, Barkley. But he does tend to... Um, risk it a little more and he's a little more accurate on the deep balls when he has um, Saquon to keep that defense honest um, I mean the, the stats do back that up so uh, with if we're that big on Saquon that indirectly should mean that we should be bigger on Kadarius Tony than we are and uh, and so yeah I'm falling right into that um, with you like I, how you were against Juju for reasons that you shouldn't have been um, I am on record for talking about how much of a head case Kadarius Tony is at the beginning of the offseason. And, and just like you said, like, I shouldn't let that cloud my judgment because people can change. Uh, I get it. Sometimes they do. Negan still needs to be um, taken care of by Maggie. But I get it. People can change. Negan, a little Negan, Negan reference. And we got Lucille. I'm surprised Joe knows hasn't dropped in here yet. Who's got loose? Negan is in the Frankenstein league. Every team is named after a monster, and Joe Joe named himself after a bat, which is Lucille, which which is it was fair game. We <laughs> dug it. All right, so my 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 final two. I got Dalton Schultz at tight end. I wanted everything, but like so, I wanted Jake Ferguson to take the job. I was talking into existence. I still think he's going to be all right, but Dalton Schultz. The dude doesn't have a contract. He's he's on the franchise tag. Michael Gallup's hurt. James Washington goes down. It's the CeeDee Lamb show, and it's the Dalton Schultz show. Dalton Schultz is going to catch 110 balls this year. That dude, it might be an eight-yard per reception average. It might be a nine-yard per reception average, whatever. But he is going to get targets. If you're playing tight end premium, he's going after TJ Hawkinson. I don't think there's any chance TJ Hawkinson outscores him. I honestly Bathroom don't. Board. What's Bathroom that? Board. Bathroom board. Bathroom board. So you you think Hawkinson's going to outscore uh, Schultz? Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Hawkinson, and I'll even say he's going to outscore Kittle. Oh, Who, geez. Kittle's going – Kittle's ADP right now is 37 in redraft. Dalton Schultz ADP right now is 62 in redraft. I'll say if you want, I'll give you both. I think Dalton Schultz outscores both of them. 
I mean, no, that's all right. I'm I'm cool with just TJ. Like I So you I, agree he's I, gonna outscore Kittle? Well, I I just uh, honestly I don't think so, but I, I want to make the bet a little bit more fair because I think that TJ Fair? Who says fair? I so that you just slapped me in the face saying it's fair. I, I okay, told you fine, I'm willing to fine, take it. Fine. I'm taking Kittle too then. Jesus, I, I'll just take the automatic win. Automatic win. I cannot wait. <laughs> the this this Schultz reaping that's going to come at the end. Of the, so, all right. But anyway, tight end premium, you know, and I know that's not a, factored into the ADP or probably adjusted a little bit, but I've been seeing him go. He's like, there's an end of a tight end run. Then there's a gap. And then he kind of starts the next tight end run. You know, it's him, Dawson Knox, guys like that. And, um, you know, they're all solid players, but I do think Dalton Schultz is, He's going to have, you know, probably eight, nine touchdowns, 110 receptions, or like 800 yards. I think he's going to have himself a year. And then finally, my last player on here, my super flex guy, it's Derek Carr. His redraft ADP is 114. His super flex ADP is 34 overall. He's another dude who's just kind of a, a forgotten guy here. And his team is going to be loaded at the, at, at the passing, like in the aerial attack. Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, those are all dudes. All of those guys are dudes. And that, it's funny I said that because Devontae Adams, you're actually going to find out I said he's a dud. But he's he's a, he's on the field. He's a dude. But I just think we're, we're not going to get from him. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, what, what did Lori say? So out of all people, Negan, a fictional character, is the one who can't who can change. Yeah, who can't change. Well, it depends on how they write it, Lori. You know what I mean? We, we can't tell yet. Justin thinks the uh, the author writers won't change him, but so I think Derek Carr, if he's your quarterback too, which you, you know likely is Superflex ADP thirty four, you know you you know I feel great if I if I have let's say I got Joe Burrow and Derek Carr, I'm feeling pretty damn good. So overall synopsis on the past few guys I talked about, and then we'll, we'll roll into the duds. Um, actually, I don't really have. A whole lot to add to that, but I, I I would like to throw in kind of a um, I don't want to call him an honorable mention because it's your list, but uh, maybe honorable somebody, way, somebody that I would throw in as a potential here, and I think maybe maybe you didn't roll with it because uh, oh, now I can't find it. Like uh, well, I can't find him on the list. I can tell you who it is, obviously, but oh man, he's on the second page. No way. ADP. Yeah. What position? I'll guess it. Well, it's Zeke Elliott. It's um, oh, there it is, Zeke Elliott. I felt like maybe you didn't mention it because you didn't want to be too much of a homer with yeah um, with Dalton Schultz, who. Um, but also, I was so high on Jones and Barkley, you know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I it just it just shows you the depth of uh, of solid running backs that are in this year for redraft purposes. Anyway, he's uh, he's being considered the RB twenty three right now. There is no way. There are 22 running backs in the NFL that are better than him at fantasy football. Um, and draft or the ADP is 60.5. Um, that's the IDP ADP. Oh, man. You know what? Uncle Steve is going ahead. Yep, he's coming on the show. Uncle Steve, what, we need to hear it live. Go hey, live. Uncle Steve, welcome to Toilets to Titles. I texted you and told you that I was on the show, and you called back again. So I'm guessing you wanted to call in and talk. Uncle Steve, go live. Go ahead. Oh, we got him on speaker. Oh, you know what? He's probably butt dialing me. Uncle Steve, there we we we've solved a, a crime. We we solved a mystery on Toilets to Titles Live. This is the content you love. Uncle Steve, who's our biggest fan, for those of you listening, those of you new to the show. Uncle Steve has been rocking with us since day one. He's our stan. He's our what is it called? A groupie. You know, he's the Who's the people that like go to all the concerts? Not groupies, but like uh, roadies, right? Yeah, Steve, are you there? Team mascot. All right, let's move on to duds. Let's move on to duds. It's tied into my and uh, mute your phone. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just shut it off. Uh huh. All right, so duds. This first one, I caught some flack early on from the guys at Toilets to Titles, but they didn't read the article, all right? It's Patrick Mahomes. His Superflex ADP is four. His redraft ADP is 30. 
he's going to finish top 10 quarterback. Like it's going to happen. I'm not going to say that's not going to happen. I believe it's going to happen. What I'm trying to say is if you pass on a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who I expect to struggle a bit due to the loss of Tyreek Hill, you can get more value in the early part of the draft and super flex. You pick top four where Mahomes is ADP is four. You could land a guy like Cooper cup. Who's ADP is six. Christian McCaffrey is ADP is 10 and still end up with a guy like Matthew Stafford, who's super flex ADP is 20 or Jalen Hurts, who Superflex ADP is 21, and both of which I expect to score similarly to Mahomes this season. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is a quarterback on the same level as Patrick Mahomes, but I think with the running, just in fantasy purposes, I think the guy's going to score points this year. And Matthew Stafford adding Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, he's going to score points this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew Stafford outscores Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying it's close enough that – you waiting 60 picks to get that 16 picks to go from fourth to 20th and get Stafford. You know, I, I think that I think that's worth waiting. And I just don't think he's going to live up to the super flex ADP of four. What do you think? I think that makes a lot of sense in super flex. Um, uh, I think if you're going to go with another position, because I think if he's going ADP four and the top three are gone, I mean, you're going to take a quarterback in there anyway, most likely. And if you are, like, I don't have a problem with you taking Mahomes. Uh, if you rather wait, like you said, for a Stafford in the second round, then I'm assuming that means you're going with another position. And if that's the case, you know, Jonathan Taylor's still there. You want right. to get a top running back or something. Totally makes sense. Um, but if you are one of those guys that have to get a quarterback in the first round of a super flex, no matter what, then uh, more power to you. Go for it. All right, my next guy, I'm going running back. I'm going Austin Eckler. Some people are really high on him this season. His redraft ADP is four. I just think that's a little high. He's only ever played 16 games once in his in his career. That was last year. He had 911 carries on the ground. He had 12 rushing touchdowns. He had 647 receiving yards, 70 receptions. Great season. I just don't think he can replicate it. I don't. You know, he's 27 years old. They brought in Isaiah Spiller. You know, I think Austin Eckler is going to get the like he's going to get the bulk of the touches when he's out there. But I honestly don't see him playing more than 12 games. I think there's too much risk. If I'm picking in the top five, you know, if I'm taking a skill position guy, like not a quarterback, you know, I want to know, like, I'd rather go with Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, guys that I think I can expect 16 games. At least I can expect like I feel like you're guaranteed to hit a triple with those guys with, with Austin Eckler, you could swing for the fence. You could hit the home run, but you can miss. So at ADP four, I just don't think it's going to live up to the value. If he only plays 12 games, what do you think? Uh, I agree. Nailed it. I don't really have anything to add. And then Joe Mixon, this is one that everybody loves as well. His ADP is 10, you know, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Mixon. I just think there's running backs behind him that I would rather have. I do. I question his vision. You know, last year he had his, he had 1168 yards uh, his second year. Like he's had big years, you know, last year he had the most touchdowns he's had. He's pretty consistent, but you know, he has a high floor, but I, I just think, man, I think there's a few guys after him that I would, that I would take in the running backs. I would take after him. I, I would take Nick Chubb. I like Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara. If he doesn't get suspended, I would take Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley. I would take him over, you know, th those are guys. And again, we already talked about Saquon Barkley. His redraft ADP is what, 22? That's 12. That's a whole round later. So, you know, I think, you know, maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my face because I think you know what you're getting with Mixon. It's a high floor. You That's that's the, the like what I talked about earlier, why I'm kind of avoiding Eckler. I think Mixon's the opposite. I think he, he's going to be steady Eddie, but – at 10th, you know, closer to the second round, I think there's guys with higher ceilings that I would prefer to get, and you can get them a little later on. What do you think about Mixon, Justin? Would you agree Mixon had a pretty solid year last season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had 1,200 yards. Very solid. Right. And, and he had 13 uh, – I think he had what? How many touchdowns did he have last year? Like 13 touchdowns? And as a Great. team, though, as a team, though, they were the 10th worst um, rushing offense in the league. He just has so much volume. Like he he was um, thirteen hundred of the seventeen hundred yards that they rushed for. Like just so much volume, and I think that's where a lot of that 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 ADP comes into play. Where a lot of a lot of that value that other people take on it. Um, it's very difficult to do that two seasons in a row for a running back. Like right. very difficult. So that's something else to consider. Like you're you're taking that that extra added injury risk. Um, 
I mean, not that we can, you know, estimate injury, but that, that is always something that kind of scares me. Um, sometimes it's better to get the the next up and coming guy, um, like a Najee Harris or something than it is to, to the guy that has so many carries under his belt. So, um, I don't know. I, I think I think his ADP is probably right about where it should be uh, for redraft. Um, but even then, I still might consider letting him slip a little bit longer. But but yeah, super flex. I don't know. Yeah. A little high for me. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I, I can understand, but I, I don't know if I think he's going to be able to absolutely replicate. OK, the next guy I got is Devontae Adams, whose redraft ADP is 11 overall. I love Devontae Adams. I absolutely do. But I don't think he's a first-round player. I just don't think he's going to get the same production with the, the Raiders as opposed to what he got. <laughs> Joe, Joe McSodic. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. Uh, that's Jared. You you have to do some sort of cosplay for Halloween where you you mix up Joe Exotic and Joe Mixon. I would love to see that this year uh, on the Halloween episode. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think – you know it's Derek Carr, good quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best of all time. Devontae Adams had no competition for touches last year. He is going to have competition for touches this year. It's just not going to happen. You got Darren Waller. You got Hunter Renfro. The ball is going to be distributed. He's going to have a great season. You know, he is a, he is a wide receiver one, but he isn't a top 12 player. I just don't think he can return that volume. Again, this is safe. He's a safe pick, but I don't think the ceiling is there like some of these other guys. What do you think? He's the he's the wide receiver seven overall, and that's really started to slip because at one point his ADP had him at um, the wide receiver three or four. Um, so it's it's already starting to slip. So I think a lot of people are already starting to see it. But for me, where it where it kind of came into play was when I was looking at the other wide receivers around him, like um, like Debo Samuel's has jumped ahead of him as the wide receiver. Where six. where did you see? Where is this? Um, this the, AD, the on, ADP I'm looking at on our site, it has the only wide receivers ahead of him are Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, thinking, and Cooper Cup. It's on the positional rank at the far right. If you, if you oh, look okay. at the positional rank, uh, oh, and I think weird. that's an average of all of them. All, okay, okay. So he's so he's a little bit more consistently uh, like he's right there behind Devontae on a lot of them, and then took a jump on one of them okay. or something like that. But um, but uh, but AJ Brown. Um, is kind of the wide receiver five right now. Uh, really? CD wide receiver four. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's just how the average is working out or not. Actually, it can't be because they have Cooper Cup as the wide receiver three, and he's – Yeah, I think we should just look at redraft just strictly because, you know, you're taking in multiple factors with dynasty and dynasty, super flex, half PPR. Let's just focus on redraft because in redraft, the only receivers above him are Jamar Chase – Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup. So he's wide receiver four in regular redraft. And, and I just don't think, you know, I don't see it. I, I don't see it happening again. Yeah. You know, and Stefan Diggs is right after him. You know, then we got CeeDee Lamb. Then we got Tyree Kill. So that brings me to the next guy who you're going to defend. Tyree Kill, his ADP is 18 overall. I think he's going to have a good season. I don't think it's going to be as good as Jalen Waddles. AJ Brown, I think he's a, he's around. You can get him around later. I think he might outscore Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen. You know he's missed. He's been very consistent. You know, I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to give you Tyreek Hill numbers from Kansas City. Yeah, no, Tyreek Hill isn't the guy that I was planning on defending. Oh, I, it's Hawkinson, right? Yeah, it's, it's Hawk. But um, yeah. but I, I do have Tyreek like really close to Waddle. Like I think they're going to be neck and neck. And honestly, between the two of them, if they're both coming up on me, it's going to be whichever one is still left is the one that I want. So the next one is Amari Cooper. Another guy, you know, they're, they're, we don't know what they're – so his ADP right now is 51, all right? He, he's a he's a elite route runner, very good wide receiver. I just don't think, you know, we don't – is it going to be Brissett? You know, we don't know how many games Watson's going to have with them. There's a lot of question marks. There are guys after him. Like Allen Robinson is 11 picks after him. Mike Williams, I did Chargers projections, and I have Mike Williams outscoring Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is going to put up numbers. If you're telling me I can have Amari Cooper, I can wait 10 picks and get Mike Williams or Allen Robinson, I'm taking Mike Williams or, or Allen Robinson over him any day of the week. All right, any day, even Brandon Cooks, Amon Ross St. Brown. 
These are all guys, you know, those now we're talking a whole round later than them. I think there's just value after that. I don't think Amari Cooper's the play. All right, TJ Hawkinson's my last one. Well, no, he's not. The next the last one I think you're going to love. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> you know, this is strictly because I needed a tight end. He's above Dalton Schultz. I, I think, you know, he, he's a great player. I think what he's asked to do in that offense, he's a physical guy. He's kind of like George Kittle, tough, aggressive, gets a little banged up, plays hurt. You know, they don't have the best quarterback. They don't have the best passing attack. They want to run the football. I, I think I, I'd want Dalton Schultz, even Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is a guy I think I'd be more comfortable waiting on and getting in a high-flying offense. He's starting to click with Josh Allen down there in Buffalo. Dallas Goddard, I think, is can outproduce TJ Hawkinson. He's about two rounds later. So I, I don't think he belongs in the tier. Even Zach Ertz, man. I think Zach Ertz is gonna like he's gonna score a lot. He's gonna surprise people with Kyler Murray this year. I don't think he belongs in that top tier. I think he belongs in the second tier. So go ahead, have at it. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, so for, for me, for TJ, like it, it typically usually always takes tight ends some time to develop and mold or whatever. And even his like his rookie year, he well outperformed what a lot of people uh, felt like he was going to outperform or what, what he was going to perform. And then last season, he started off a lot better than people are giving him credit for. Those first four games, uh, I think he was like the tight end four or something like that. He had one bad game in there in that mix, but um, three of the four games were really good, and he was like a top four tight end. And then Frank Ragnow went down the, the center for the Lions. And when that happened, it totally changed the face of that offense. And, and, uh, and then the, there was the, uh, the backup center that came in. Um, I, I, I think it was Evan Brown, if, I, if I'm rem remembering correctly. But what I remember reading about it on PFF, too, was that like PFF gives their rankings of offensive linemen. And the year before, Frank Ragnow was listed as like one of the top-notch centers in the league as far as his overall performance and then they went to Evan Brown when he filled in for him as a backup and he was one of the absolute worst performing centers in the league and the reason this is all important to Hawkinson is because he had to start playing a totally different position they they played a lot more two tight end sets he had to he had to squeeze into the line he he wasn't able to to break free and be um, uh, a deep middle threat like he was his rookie year he was just he was completely utilized as a different type of player. And I just feel strongly that his third year is going to be that third year breakout. And he's going to be able to play that um, that tight end uh, hybrid slot receiver position where he can get free and open and, and they're going to utilize him a lot. I think that uh, that utilization is going to really help with his uh, his overall points. So it, it's the only one on here that I can look at both lists and say, man, I just don't agree with that one. But it also might be because I have a lot of shares of them. <laughs> You're muted, coach. I never do that. I freaking dropped the ball right there. Uh, I'm going to redeem myself with this last one. Maybe that was a sign. You know, that maybe I shouldn't mention this next one. Maybe this next one isn't a dud, but I'm going to roll with it. All right. It's Tom Brady. His Superflex ADP is 25. It's up in the air whether or not Chris Godwin will start the season. He's running around. He's in that big old knee brace, but he's not the only question mark for the Buccaneers. Their interior offensive line is absolutely decimated. If you watch teams have success against Tom Brady, they have success with interior pressure. The dude cannot stand interior pressure. And now, not only is he going to have interior pressure, he is 45 years old. He's an old man. He's not going to have Rob Gronkowski. Leonard Fournette, I think, is going to check out when things get tough because that's what Leonard Fournette does. <laughs> you know, it's what he does. When things get tough, yeah. the dude wants no business. No business. People love him this year. I'm not touching him anywhere. I don't want him on any of my rosters. I'm just avoiding him at his current ADP. The fall off is going to come. It's going to come. I already mentioned Matthew Stafford. He's, he's about four picks above Tom Brady. I think I, I'd much rather Matthew Stafford. And then I also mentioned Derek Carr. Derek Carr's a full round later. You know, I, I'd like that. I'm not talking NFL. You know, NFL, you know, I want Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a winner. In fantasy football, I just – I don't have the faith. If, if, if his ADP drops because people are nervous like I am and he's maybe 40th overall – you know, I'll take him. I'll take him all day, especially like 
if I want to do addition by subtraction, right? Say I already got two quarterbacks. Say this guy's floating around there, 43, 44. I got some teams who avoided quarterback completely, went high upside guys early. I'll take Tom Brady as my quarterback three, just so you can't have him, because there is the potential there for him to do something. I just don't want him as my QB one. All right. I'd much rather back in QB two, QB three, because I, I think the day's coming. It's got it, right? Father Time is going to get you at some point. It's going to come eventually. Yeah, every single year, guys come out and they say Tom Brady's going to lose it this year. He's going to yeah. lose it this year. And I I've said it last year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I've never said it until last year. But last year was the first year, and he still proved me wrong. Like, I was holding off and waiting. He still proved me wrong. But um, but to your point, though, after Tom Brady is Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, um, both of those guys should not be getting drafted after him. Uh, Trey Lance, yeah, I could definitely see that one because I'm not I'm not big on Lance anyway. But even if you go a little bit deeper, I would take Derek Carr over him this year. Um, Kirk Cousins even I would take over him because of the weapons that he has. Uh, uh, I don't know about Tua, but 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 those are also <laughs> rounds, draw the line. rounds later. Like the, right. like you said, like that's the difference of the first pick in the eighth round to like the 14th round. And that's the 14th round guys and redraft is where you need to be taking your quarterbacks. Yep. Just face it. All right. Well, Hey, that does it for the dudes and duds. Go check out toilets, titles.com. We got all sorts of articles on there. You will find those articles. So you don't have to write all that stuff down. I'm telling you, avoid the guys I said to avoid draft. The guys I said to draft, then talk to me at the end of the season. Hopefully I helped you win some money. All right, stay tuned in season because in season every Tuesday night, we have a segment where we talk weekly dudes and duds. That's our starts and sits. And, man, that stuff's coming right down the pipe. I cannot wait. Canton's coming right down the pipe. We're going to be live from Canton Friday night. We're going to be – we're going to have a blast. I think we're getting some Chicago-style deep dish pizza Friday night. We got got all sorts of stuff planned. Subscribe to the channel. If you're on Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Throw us something funny. Something cool in the comments. Secure yourself a Frankenstein spot for next year. That's how we let people get in. And uh, be well, man. Justin, you got anything to say before we wrap this up? Uh, just hit that uh, hit that bell. You got the, the subscribe button right down here in the bottom corner. Um, and uh, make sure you hit the bell for the notifications because there is, there's literally shows coming out like almost every single day. Every day. All right. Well, be well. Enjoy the rest of the week. If you're going to be in Canton this weekend, reach out to us. We'll look forward to meeting you. Sure. If you're in Frankenstein, let's draft, baby. All this build up, the monster's being built, and now we finally get a chance to make this draft. So a lot of good things coming up. So I hope for you as well, good things are coming around the corner. We got football soon. So and if you, you want to, if you want to come on the show at Canton, let us know. Yeah. You're going to be in Canton. You want to come on the show? Let's let's make it happen. Come on in. Come on in. All right. We'll catch you all next week.